Blog Talk Radio. You know I like my chicken fried. Cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And a radio up. A lot of Steve Sunrise. See the love in my woman's eyes. Feel the touch of a precious child. No mother's love. Well, I was raised up beneath the shade of a Georgia pine. And that's home, you know, with sweet deep pecan pie and homemade wine. Where the peaches grow. And my house, it's not much to talk about. But it's filled with love that's grown in southern ground. And a little bit of chicken fried. Cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And a radio That mean the most, not where you live, what you drive, or the price tag on your clothes. There's no dollar sign on a peace of mind, this I've come to know. So if you agree, have a drink with me, raise your glasses for a toast to a little bit of chicken fries. Cold beer on a Friday night, a pair of jeans that fit just right, and a radio Thank God for my life and for the stars and stripes. May freedom forever fly. Let it ring. Salute the ones who died and the ones that gave their lives so we don't have to sacrifice all the things we love, like our chicken fries. Go beer on Friday night, a pair of jeans that fit just right. And a radio world, a I see sunrise. See the love in my woman's eyes. Feel the touch of a precious child. No mother's love. You know I love a chicken fried. Cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And a radio world, a I see sunrise. See the love in my woman's eyes. All right, dudes and dudettes, it's a special Saturday night edition of the George Brew Experience here on the ever-popular, never-duplicated What's Brewing in Sports Radio Network, coming to you live from the... 
Proper Number 12 Whiskey Studios. I am welcoming in tonight a good friend of mine and one of the best guys I know, Mr. Francis Carroll. How are you, pal? I'm doing good, George. How are you doing tonight? Good. You know, um, here's the thing. Like, we're sitting there at night, like, watching hockey. Like, tonight's a hockey night. Obviously, yes, yeah, there's a TV show. And then the the Shefty bomb drops, and this is why it's an emergency show. Um, Matt Stafford gets traded before Deshaun Watson from Detroit to L.A. I don't know how the league is like, oh, yeah, we just take care of it now. You'll be fine, you know. Um, and to me, it's like, how do you making a trade – the week before the Super Bowl. I did Absol- not know that was Absol- allowed to be done. Absolutely. You, absolutely. You're taking, you're taking away. This story is now taken away from the, the biggest game, the biggest game of the season next Sunday, the Super Bowl. So we should be talking about the, that should be talked about right now, but we're talking about golf getting traded for Stafford Stafford. So, I mean, it's better than listen to the, the the controversy that comes out of Houston um, Absolutely. on a daily basis. It seems like so. All right, I'm cool. I'm okay with that. You know, I, I said to you in our group text. I said it in in another group text. This says this goes two ways. This this, this deal, and if you haven't heard the deal yet. I, Seriously, what are you doing on Saturday night in COVID America? Like, I can mm-hmm. see, like, you know, a year ago, be like, oh, man, I'm at the bar. Um, getting ready to watch yep. the, you know, Pro Bowl or something or whatever. And, um, you know, I kind of look at this, and I'm like, I'm like, it's a big risk. Like, there's a big risk, big reward. Matt Stafford, a guy who is coming off a broken back. Like, let's not forget this. He had broken back last year. They were playing some guy that yep. nobody's ever heard of. Not even his mother thought he was still playing football. Um, yep. Shit, I'm not even going to try to remember the fucking guy's name because that just ain't going to fucking happen. Right? So that, uh-huh. that dude plays on Thanksgiving, plays well. Matty P yep. was like, who the fuck is this guy? Um, yes. So he plays. So that happens. And then Stafford's got the broken back, the heels, you know, whatever plays this year. Yep. He's, what is he now, like 32, 33, his old ass gets traded for, in, 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 in effect. Now, you got to remember this when this, this whole thing breaks down, when it comes to trades, you're trading for the picks position. Yep. So you're swapping yep. two ones. And then the Rams are like, fucking Oprah's greatest, Oprah's favorite things show. Here's another pick. Here's another pick. So in the end, they wind up swapping three first-rounders and a third-round pick for Matt Stafford. Yep. 30, it's going to be 33. It's going to be 33 by the time the season starts. And he's actually going to be making the this, this same amount of money as Jared Goff. So... So uh, there's no trade-off there unless it's just talent. Yeah, and and you know, and, and let's not forget, you, you know, we're talking about a guy in Jared Goff who, no bullshit, was benched in the playoffs. He was. He was benched. 
And he wasn't happy about it. Like, yeah. And for Detroit to be like, ah, here's three ones. Or, all right, two ones. Or to get two ones out of the whole fucking thing. It, it's just mind-fucking-boggling. Absolutely fucking mind-boggling. But that that's an owner who's batshit crazy and wants to win. Yep. And I no guess other... and good. Oh, sorry, George. Sorry, Ruth. No, there's no other way to say it. Yep, he is. Uh, he is. The owner of the Rams is batshit crazy for for, for this. Uh, but the good thing for the Lions is they still got their seventh pick in this year's draft, so they can they can help Matt. They can help Jared Goff with whatever position they need to build on. And new coach Dan Campbell, whatever he wants to get, whether it be on the offense or help that defense, more power to him. Wait. It's not this year's one? No, it's not this year's one because the the Rams have no first round picks this year because of the Jalen Ramsey traded. They they've got they gave him a twenty twenty two and a twenty twenty three and the third round pick this they year. Give them, they gave him two first round picks over the next over twenty twenty two and two twenty twenty three and a third round so the Rams are getting a third the, the Lions are getting the Rams third round pick this year. So the Rams this the Rams trade, no this, trade this trade starts to make less and less sense. Yeah, the Rams have no first round picks because they traded them to Jacksonville for Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. And now and they're and they're now and they're handcuffed with salary cap issues. Jalen Ramsey's making a lot of money. Now you're bringing Stafford's making about the same amount of money as Goff would have made, and you still have Aaron Donald who makes a lot of money. So that's a lot of money. So according to Bert Breer of the MMQB, the Rams are carrying. Ready for this? Twenty-two point two million dollars in dead cap for Jared Goff. Next okay. Year. And 8.4 for Todd Gurley. Oh, yeah. I forgot Gurley was still on the books. Okay. So just keep this in mind. You have a flat cap next year. I Yes. A flat cap next year. The Rams salary cap figures for 2021 are as follows. Their top six. Have a cap number of one hundred and forty million dollars. Yep. Yeah, and we don't even Aaron know what the split. Yeah. Donald's damn near twenty-eight. Jalen Ramsey's yep. twenty-two. Stafford's is twenty. Cooper Cup is fourteen. Robert Woods is thirteen. Damn near fourteen at that point. Andrew Whitworth is. A little over eleven. Uh, can you say Whitworth is going to have to renegotiate that deal? So, there's got to be renegotiation. Yep, and you know they're not going to ask. You know Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald are not going to renegotiate their deals. We know that. I think Donald's the guy that does. Oh, you? Is, 
Yeah, like I look at Donald in this way. Like if if they look at Donald and go, look, you got I don't know what he's got left. I'd have to pull up sport track for that. Right? You got $100 million left. We will okay. guarantee the shit out of a lot of it. You just got to let us kick the can down the road a little bit, at least until we get our old suck-ass quarterbacks. Yep. Um, sorry. This is the problem with me doing Twitter and the show at the same time. Okay. The Henderson Silver Knights were playing a – by the way, the AHL got an exhibition season. Good job, Gary. Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, so the Henderson That's Silver fine. Knights were playing tonight uh, against the San Jose Barracuda, and the game was canceled oh. in between periods due to a COVID-19 protocols. Okay. Please note this cancellation was not the, not due to a positive COVID test result from Henderson Silver Knights players or staff. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, okay, here we go. And living in the COVID world. Uh, so, yeah, that's to me, that's the, the, the single weirdest part of this whole thing is, like, when you look at it, like, Ramsey, definitely not the guy to help them. No, Donald not. is because Donald, Donald's one of those cats who's a little bit more marketable. He is. And he could be... He can be like, all right, I got it. You know, I'll, I'll give you guys, you know, you do something like they did with Brady all those years, where yep. it's, you know, oh, hey, do us a favor, we'll get you back, you know, and and that's kind of what they do over there. Um, yep. But to me, the whole situation boils down to, and this is what I was saying before, and this is where I'll go with this. Um. To me, the risk-reward here is massive. Like, the risk is it's a 33-year-old quarterback who's playing in his now 13th year in the NFL who had a broken fucking back. Now, mind you, it's also one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL who has never played with a good team. Also, this could be Manning to Denver just with a little bit longer of a shelf life. Well, well, Stafford will be playing in a form of the Shanahan, that Shanahan offense, so that will benefit him, so. And he's going to have a lot of weapons in L.A. So, that, like you said, it might have he might benefit him a longer, little longer career. And they have an offensive line that can block. Yep. Yep. They have running backs. Like yep. I, 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 I say this every year, and I say it to anybody that'll listen. The mal, the roster malpractice that has been done in Green Bay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is a joke. Like, what they've done to Aaron Rodgers is an absolute joke. Yes, they have. It's just, it's it's almost criminal. It is criminal, I would yeah. say. 
if you take that and extend it out to what has happened to Matt Stafford, I don't know how he didn't pull the Denny Lemieux trade me right fucking now. Absolutely, I absolutely. I actually saw that. I actually was rewatching that clip on YouTube a couple of days ago, just for shit. Like how, how he, like how he doesn't go to the ownership there. And this is the thing, like. In the NFL, there are good owners, and there's Bob Kraft, and then there's everybody Absolutely. Else. Right? When you have a shit-dick owner, this is what happens to grade-A quality talent. Green Bay's problem is they don't have a fucking owner, and there's nobody to answer to. And you'd be like, so yep. how can we keep losing to the NFC Championship game? Could, 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 could somebody help me out here? We've had the two greatest – we are two of the fucking greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. They're not in, like, the stadium. They're in the team fucking picture of greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. We've won two fucking Super Bowls. We've gone to three. How the fuck does this happen? How the fuck does this happen? How the fuck does this happen? Like, if I was a Packers fan, I would lose my fucking mind. Like, I understand now, like, Packers fans lose their shit. 30 years, you've had two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the fucking game, and you've got two, three fucking Super Bowls. You've won two. How the fuck does that happen when the New York football giants have fucking two with Eli Manning? Fuck that shit. And his his thing with the Green Bay Packers, all they draft, all you need to do, you have first-round draft picks, you build around Aaron Rodgers, draft playmakers on the offense. That's it. Draft some playmakers, receiver, running back. God forbid. Would it kill you to draft a cornerback that understands to not let the white guy run past him? Exactly. Exactly. Um, I I almost have Tourette's thinking about it. Like I have this nervous twitch that like, God forbid, because you know why? Because I watched the Patriots squander 10 years of the greatest quarterback to ever play the game's career with shit football teams around him. And then he was just was like, okay, I'll be a good fucking soldier. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, do my bike ride with big buddies. And then at some point, Tom goes, you know what? Fuck this place. Yep. And we went undefeated. And we lost in the Super Bowl. And what did you do after that? You did nothing. Yep. What the fuck? You know, like, and it's like, okay, night. Like, Ben Roethlisberger still has a job. Like, amazing to me. Like, that he has a yep. job even more amazing that, you know, Mike Tomlin has a job. And, yep. and Sean McVay is legitimately now out of the frying pan and into the fire. Well, yeah, he has to win now. This is, this, this he has to win. Like, somebody should, like, legitimately tell him and his douche, bro, frat boy hair, be like, yo, cuz, you don't win. You need to get fucks up out of here. Because this this ain't going to fucking happen now. Like, you have to win. Because we've we've sold the fucking future of the team. And now, granted, if you are... Let's just say you play in division weekend or you play in championship weekend. You're not picking a you're picking a you're not picking a stud there anyway. But if Matt Stafford's hurt again because you get him killed, 
Drew gave up really high picks. Yep. And plus, of course, the NFC West might be the toughest division in football, too. So, well, I, I look at it this way. We've heard that, like, we've legitimately heard how many teams are now in the market for quarterbacks. Yep. Right? Like, there's a possibility that Jimmy Garoppolo goes away. There's a possibility that Deshaun Watson gets traded. Matt Stafford was a possibility. Eight times already happened. Carson Wentz, Sam Darnold, blah, 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 Daniel Jones. Yep. You just set the market. Yep. And the biggest suitor for Matt Stafford was in your division. Yep. With the – San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. So now you've set the market. You you cock-blocked a team in your division from getting a quarterback because God only yep. knows what the fuck they're going to do. Exactly. Because Lord knows what the fuck they're going to do because you really don't know with them. Yep. They were good. Everybody got hurt. Yep. All right. And they Everybody got hurt. Yep, and you got you got at least now twenty four, maybe twenty five teams legitimately need a quarterback next year. So yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be. I say this every year, but this year, come the twenty twenty one season might be the most interesting. This might be the most interesting off season in in NFL history because you got like six quarterbacks, maybe legitimately six quarterbacks coming out of the first round. So and and then all these other teams maybe moving quarterbacks. Sam Darnold. We don't know what the situation in Dallas is with Dak, too. Let's just go with it this way. Dak's not under contract. He isn't. He he isn't. He, let's, he, let's, let's call a spade a spade here. Dak, not under contract. Yep. So, like, if you went through the entire league and you start going, well, okay, who can do here? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Except for maybe five. Does Tampa, maybe... does Tampa need a new quarterback? Well, Brady has one more. After after this, after next season, Brady has, like, what, one more year left on his deal? If he wins the Super Bowl, does he stay? Yeah. Uh, Buffalo's got... Allen, so they they're set. Kansas City's got Mahomes, but then everybody else, mm. and Baltimore has Lamar Jackson, but then everybody else is searching for that quarterback. This, and Jack- I don't know if I would say Lamar Jackson's there to stay. Interesting, because I heard I heard the same I heard the same thing. What or what if? What if Baltimore decides, you know what, they, they give an attractive offer to Deshaun Watson for Lamar Jackson. Do you straight up do that? No. No. Not in a million years do I do that trade. And here's why. Because you're trading quarterback for running back. This is, this is true. I agree. Right. And, and, and it's not to disparage Lamar Jackson. He's a running back. Who can throw the football once in a while? Right, 
Yep. So you have that. Baltimore, to me, isn't exactly. Really? Baltimore, to me, isn't exactly like, you know, in sunny Florida. Oh, and here's the thing with Deshaun Watson, that nobody seems, everybody can show, well, if I'm the Giants, I throw Barkley and Daniel Jones and 14 first-round picks. I heard about that, yeah. You know, a bust of Eli Manning, you know, whatever. Um, Yep. Here's the problem. Deshaun Watson wants to play for two teams, one of which is the Miami Dolphins. Exactly. The second of which is the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers. So who holds all the cards? Right now, right now, if you were look, it would be probably the probably the forty nine, probably the forty niners, or the, or actually the Dolphins because they got the third, they got a third round pick and a young quarterback at Tua. If you want to do that, that oh, would uh, what I would want to do. Well, see, I would, like, I look, see, like I look at this, I look at that whole situation. This one, Deshaun Watson's taking the cards out of the Houston Texans hands. Absolutely, Houston, I agree with that. Houston will have to take whatever anybody offers. I mean, they don't have to. They could just say, no. fuck you. You're going to play here. If you don't yep. want to play here, it's you're going to lose some money. Yep. Oh, you don't want to do that? Okay, cool. So, all right, cool. Uh, we're going to do this. You don't want to play this year? Okay, cool. We'll hold you. But you're still on the contract. You'll get no money. It extends your contract a year. You want to do this again next year? Okay. It, it, it's like the principal in the breakfast club. Yep. You want to do it? All right. One more hour. Next Saturday. I mean, that's yep. all they got to fuck. That's all they really have to fucking do is be like, no. And if, we're not if that's the case, if that's the case and Deshaun Watson does want to sit out, I, I'm i I'm hoping that he invested his money wisely because he's not going to be playing football at least for two years. Yeah. Twenty-two quarterbacks were drafted in the first round between 2009 and 2016. Yep. One remains with the team that drafted him. Carson fucking Wentz. And who who knows if he's even who knows if he's going to be moved? Who knows if he's going to even be playing in Philadelphia next season? I do. Because they got about forty million reasons to why he's going to be there next year. And that, I'm not that, sold. I'm, let me guess. You're going to say you're sorry, not George, sold. Go on. on. I'm not, not sold, sold on that head coach after that after that press conference yesterday. I am not sold on this guy. He was confused. <laughs> he couldn't get his message across. It reminds me of Adam Gase when he took the Jets job two years ago with the eyes. You know, this guy was just this guy was confused. You know, it's funny. I, I sat there and I was watching it on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. And I said, Dear Christ, and, and, and none of them said it and I couldn't think of it and I'm so glad you did. Holy shit, the Eagles just signed the new Adam Gase. And you know me being the 
uber jet fan that I am, I had to bring that up. So. Oh my God, fucking that—that's the greatest line I've ever heard. Yeah, without without the eyes, and plus he goes to his opening press conference wearing the eagle. You would think a nice suit, or the part as a head coach. He's wearing the Eagles freaking Eagles freaking hoodie. Like, look like he's about ready to go coach his first mini camp. What are you doing? Impression. I look at first impression. Yeah, no everything. problem with that. See, I I have this thing, and I kind of liked it during the bubble last year with the NHL, where they were wearing like the the the, the practice jackets, like the ones they wear at practice. And yeah. I'm like, hey, dear NHL, this is how you sell shit. And the NBA guys are doing that right now too. Yeah, I don't want Bill Belichick behind the bench at an NHL game. Like, I, I don't want, like, uh, Lindy Rossari ass walking around with a cutoff sweatshirt, right? <laughs> but let Pete the boar go back there with, like, a nice Knights golf jacket. Or, uh, you know, like, the really nice Knights hoodie I'm wearing right now. Um, or, like, you know, like, a, ni- a nice warm-up jacket. Like, something. Let him do that. Saturdays. Saturday, I think weekend games, they should do that. No fucking suits on Saturday, I think. Like, I don't understand why you're wearing a suit back there. Like, everybody knows who the fuck you are. Like, like, there's some shit that bothers me, right? All those years where Tom Coughlin would wear his fucking all-access pass on his hip. Like, Jesus Christ. That's true. That's true, absolutely. We knew who who you are. We know where you're we coach. We know where you go. They didn't have the, the key card. You didn't get locked out of the building with your key card. We know you have all access. We know. Like you're the Giants coach, Giants fucking stadium. We can see in your office when we walk around the stadium. We know who the fuck you are, coach. Like go. <laughs> Other things. Yep. This is I miss of the old main stadium. Being able to walk around the stadium, look into their offices, and see the coach's office. Um, yep. Now there's an air vent. Um, but like, okay, I have to wear a sweatshirt. It's a, uh, the 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 uh, I don't know Detroit. But they got Motor City Dan Campbell out there who's going to yep. fucking bite kneecaps off. Like, yeah. That was also a crazy press conference. I watched Dude, a little that, video of that, too, biting kneecaps. That, that may be the longest press conference I've ever seen it, is an introductory press conference. Yep. Like, that was... Just a couple of minutes shorter than a, a Trump rally. I guess I'm only at the first time And it was <laughs> as back one and crazy, too, at points. Um, yep. But, like, what do you think he thinks? I don't know. I took the job because we mad fucking Stafford, kind of doughy face. A Georgia legend. You're yep. yeah, wait. You're gonna do what? Can I bite my own fucking kneecap off? Is that is that possible? 
What the fuck? Like, you really start thinking about it. Like, you had so many jobs open this year, and everybody's like, oh, the Jet job's so desirable. Oh, the Jacksonville job's desirable because you're going to get the number one pick in Trevor Lawrence. And it's like, no, the Chargers job's the most desirable because you're just I would, I, I would agree. And I would and agree. And, I, and as much as I'm excited, me being a Jet fan and being excited for Robert Sala and bringing, bringing that excitement to, into the Jets building, and he said all the right things in the press conference, and I'm excited. I'm ready to – I'm ready to run out on the field for him, actually. But but the Rams, I agree. Justin Herbert, L.A. Mm-hmm. The, the, Ram, I'm, the Chargers might be the team on the beat in L.A. in the next couple of years. And my, if Jet, this Jared Goff, if this trade doesn't work out. Yeah. But here's, like, my thing with the Jets, though. And you're like, oh, I'm excited to play, excited, you know, whatever. I remember the last guy you had like that. You, you had two good seasons. And then that turned bad. I, and, yeah, and I do like and I do like Rex Ryan. I still do like I I love I, Rex. I I really don't think he should ever got fired. I I look at the pantheon of jet coaches since Parcells, including the 17 minute tenure of Bill Belichick, which is by the way the most successful tenure in Jets history. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he, sorry, yeah, the, he wrote on a napkin. I, I resign as head coach and at the TikTok diner. Yeah, yeah. yeah one of my favorite diners, by the way. And it's a good one. It's up there. Um, still missed the column that. God, I missed the column that. Um, but like, like you look at it, like, is the Jacksonville job really worth the shit? Like, I don't know. When Cody Rhodes is walking around the football ops part of the building and be like, what the fuck am I doing? Uh, be like, you need to keep them the fuck out of here. I know your kid's a fucking fanboy for these guys, but get him the fuck out of here, too. Shad Khan's uh, an idiot. Like, that may have been the uh, he, worst. He, he is. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to, and I'm trying to figure out when. Not in his other businesses, but at least his sports businesses, what has he been successful in? Because the Jaguars are not good. Fulham FC, their soccer team, Fulham FC in the Premier League, gets downright atrocious. Atrocious. And AEW, half the, half the time I'm turning, I record AEW, half the time I'm turning it off just to watch NXT. Watch the full thing of NXT. Well, I mean, when McAfee I, was there, it's a it's a big difference. Of, of course, of course, and 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 that's just criminal. What the, I'm going to say this again: it's just criminal that they wrote him off until the spring. So no. I think he should be tapped every Pat. week. I'm going to guess that Pat has something to do with that. Pat doesn't want to be there all the time. Plus, they don't want to pay a hundred thousand dollars for him to fly down there so he could fly back to do his radio show. Okay, true. Francis, nine years as a head, as an owner. Okay. Would you like to play the win-loss game with me? Sure. Take out twenty seventeen. We all know they made the playoffs. They were ten and six. Ten and six, twenty seven. Teams that made the playoffs ten and six. Okay, 
Let's see. Take that one out. Take that one out. All right. You know how, like, you know how, like, when you were in school and I said we we're going to take your highest grade and your lowest grade, and you're going, "Fuck, I got 100," but there's a lot of 70s in there. Exactly. <laughs> this, like, this is how I'm you. feeling right now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to process all these 10 and 6 teams that I know of that have actually made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, no, no. let's see. No, think about this. In 2017, they were 10 and 6. He's been an owner for nine years. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah, they so, were. And they were. If you take that year out. Yep. By the way, Shagton, the worst record in the first 10 years in NFL history. That includes that dips the guy who owned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He is the fastest owner to 100 losses in the history of the NFL, including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of the 70s. Oh, wow. So taking out that 10-6 and season with the boat, Blake Bortles, it's the most wins they've had in the season, in your your thoughts. Most wins, I'm going to say... Eleven. Six. Six. Wow. I was way off by half. Here you go. Nine seasons as an owner. Two, four, three, five, three, ten, five, six, uno. <laughs> wow. Nine years. As an owner in the NFL, 39 well, and 105. Wow. I'm, I'm just saying this. I hope, I, I hope AEW for him is profitable, but I hope AEW is a success because God, this guy's got to have to sell the team or do something because I don't think Urban Meyer is going to be the answer there. I think Urban Meyer will be at least two years, and then he's because of health or whatever, stress, oh. health or whatever. Are you, he's out. Are you, oh, you think that's going to happen too? Oh, I think it's okay. Uh, yeah, it happened in Ohio State. It happened in Florida. <laughs> okay, you you Culverhouse owned the Buccaneers. He was the first owner. Yep. Right. He owned the okay. team for eighteen years. 81, 194, and 1. So, okay, three, four, five. Okay, his nine seasons. 0 and 14, 2 and 12, 5 and 11, 10 and 6, 5, 10 and 1, 9 and 7, 5 and 4, 2 and 14, 6 and 1. Still better mm. than fucking Shankai. Yep. And you don't want me to go over to Bob Crafts because Bob Crafts is like went to a Super Bowl. Yep. Went to the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like you guess first year they went like ten and six and went to the playoffs. Then next year they were five and eleven, and then they were like eleven and five, and then it was like nine and seven, whatever. And then, you know, his by his ninth year, I think they won the Super Bowl. Um Yep. But um yeah, like, 
you look at like all these jobs like that were available. Like I think the jet job is only desirable because Woody's back, and that's only because Woody's not Christopher. Yep. And I think a, I think a little bit. I think a little bit does have to do with the New York the New York media market too. It's a desirable job, you know. It's bright lights, big city. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere type mode, you know. I think that's all plays into it too. See, like to me, it, it you know being a Jet fan, like. Like, I'll never put a Jeff fan down because Jeff fans and Met fans and the most loyal fan base is going, right, like in New York, because Yankee fans are very fucking fickle, and we've well, seen what Giant fans can be. Yeah, well, I, I, am, a, I am a fickle Yankee fan. I will have you know, to admit you're there, that. Like, you're not you – know, no, I mean, like, Yankee fan, like, the, the people that, you know – I know what you mean. Like, the New York City Yankee fan has Yankee and Met shit in their closet. They have Jets and Giants stuff in their closet. They have Knicks and Nets stuff in their closet. They have Rangers yep. and Islander stuff in their closet. Like they're, oh, I like them both. No. Yep. No, you can't. You can't no, like them exactly. both. You can like the Mets hat. You can buy a Mets hat, but please don't tell me you like both teams. Yep. You know, um, but that's the thing, like, with that, though. But, like, if you were telling me the Giant job was available, I'd be like, yeah, that's very desirable because it's the New York Giants. Yep. It, that They're not what they used to be either. No. But they're it's not. still an established franchise in sports, so, yeah. It is, and, and it carries a lot of cachet. Um, yep. But... John Mara is an idiot, and so is Steve Tisch. Thank you more uh, on running the organization. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Uh, I agree with that. I have a, my buddy, my buddy John. He's a big time Giant fan. He says the same thing. He says the same thing. He he even, he'll even throw in Gettleman as a moron too. Um, you know, it's, I just think it's like, they're not the organization they were. They, they really don't care. About them. But they, they've turned into the Yankees. But, the, yep. you know, like the thing is, is to me, the Giants are almost 100 years old. Like they celebrated their 95th anniversary this year and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Right, like, they're 95 years old. They're one of, like, the cornerstone franchises of the National Football League. They're not, like, I wouldn't put them in, like, the Pantheon with, like, Green Bay and Pittsburgh as being, like, in Chicago, as being, like, phenomenal. Always good. Like, really, like, like, when we were growing up, 80s, 90s, the Giants, like, outside of, like, you know, obviously, like, the Ray Hanley years, 
And then this recent stretch, like, they've been putrid, right? But, like, you know, but, like, the 70s, they were putrid. Like, the Parcells years, like, you've never heard the Giants drafting in the top ten when we were growing up. Never. No. They would, no. you know, they'd get the six and ten, seven and nine, eight and eight, maybe. They would never, like, two and 14, three and 13, four and That was never the football Giants. Yep. You know, and like all of a sudden, it's like it's okay to fail. <laughs> like we suck, but you're still gonna come, and you're still gonna pay yep. assholes amount in MetLife Stadium because why? Yep, and you're fucking suckers. You're, you're paying those. You're paying those PS. Yeah, those suckers are paying those PSLs. You're putting hey, them for a bad pro- for a bad product. <laughs> and here's the great thing: they like they in no bullshit. Like they hit perfectly. Like they legit hit it perfectly because you won the Super Bowl. Next thing you know, is the letters coming out for the fucking thing. Yep. Right here, I'll go back to 82. Four and five, that was a strike short season. They were nine and seven yep. the year before that. Three, 12 and one. Nine and seven. Yep. Ten and six. Fourteen and two. Six and nine. Another strike year. Ten and six. Twelve yeah. and four. Thirteen and three. Eight and eight. Six and ten. Um, Eleven and five. And really should have won the division that year and been the number one seed. Uh, nine, yep. Nine and seven. Like they were nine and seven under fucking Kent Grant. Five and eleven, six and ten, ten yep. five and one, eight and eight, seven and nine, twelve and four, seven and nine, ten and six, four and twelve. That was the year everybody got hurt. Six and ten, eleven and five. Like they were never yep. this fucking bad. It it's no. legitimately since twenty seventeen that they have been fucking future. This is the worst this is the worst stretch in Giants history. No. No, it's not a chance, Francis. Here, I'll give, oh, I'll give you that. Maybe the 70s. Oh, yeah, the 70s. Like, you know, uh, let's see. 2-11-1, 2-11-1, 2-12, 5-9, 3-11, 6-10, 6-10, 6-10, 6-10, 6-10, 6-10, 6-10, 6-10, 6-10, 6-10, 6-10, 6-10, 6-10, 6-10
New York has what two tabloids? Like the, the Times isn't writing a hit piece, right? Like they're never going to hit write a hit piece. But like yep. you got you know two t- two radio stations, blah 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 blah. You know you got the fan, the ESPN, and yep. there's two teams here, so it kind of splits. Like you know, ESPN takes the Jets, you know, and takes- but you look at like towns where there are multiple tabloids, like Boston. The Patriots, yep. like the Patriots, legitimately have more media covers than the Giants, and it's scary because it is. But but it's because of the fact that it's one team. It's not nothing split, you know. Um, but I think like you know, like that job, Houston's job is is so dysfunctional, like. It's almost like the league should step in and tell um, Cal McNair, be like, look, um, Tommy boy, um, <laughs> you, you need to you need to figure something out here because this is not good for the Shield. Um, yep. And that's why that job took so long to fill. Like, if I'm Nick Casario, I go, like, I can't wait for the story to come out that Nick Casario was told by Belichick, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and be yeah, and I, I'm still trying to figure out why the enemy didn't get a job. Why didn't the enemy get a job? I'm hearing that he didn't interview well, but I I smell BS on that one. I smell bullshit on no. that one. I'll tell you why the enemy has not gotten the job. The enemy has not gotten the job because of Matt Nagy. Okay, Matt Nagy. Was the what? He was the offensive coordinator for Andy Reid, right? In Kansas City. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he was the offensive coordinator before the enemy. Yes. Ah, now do you see why? Ah, there you go. That that might work. That might be the answer. Do you know what's funny? Like how nobody in sports media will actually give that answer. No, they yeah they want to say well he didn't interview well or. He didn't interview well or whatever. Someone I actually read on Twitter. Someone said he was when he was a teenager. He got arrested for a petty crime, and they brought up his criminal records as a teenager. Or how about the fact that? Or no, the other reason is like, one of the main reasons is is he hasn't had time to compile. Like, you would think, here's a cat who's now been through this three times now, right? Like, every year his name comes up. Yeah. Right? Like, he, you know, he's one of those guys. And you would think if Andy Reid really wanted to help him out, Andy Reid would sit him down and go, hey, this is how you – because I'm sure somebody helped Andy Reid along the way and said – Absolutely. Hey, when you go in for an interview, you need to have, you know, however many position groups you want to have, right? Like however many position groups you have, however many coaches you want to have, you know, your strength and conditioner, strength and conditioning coach, whatever. You need to have a list of five guys for each job. Yep. That you want. That you think you can get. 
Now, I have heard that, that he does not come armed with that. That was reported on the Dan Patrick show yesterday. Okay. Um, so you're telling me that this is the third go around for you and you still yet to figure out I have to start talking to guys and be like, who the fuck would come with me? Think about, Francis, think about the lunacy of the statement that I just made. Yep. Like that somebody is actually perpetrating this lie. Yep. Because one, nobody wants to say Matt Nagy scares the fuck out of us. Yeah, well, I think the proof is there in Chicago. You look at the Bears the last couple of years, he, he, two playoff appearances, and they, they won't, they've been one and done. It's not even that. It's it's like to me the whole thing there is it's not the one and done thing because like look they should have beat the Eagles a couple of years ago if it wasn't for the double. Oh uh, yeah, the the field goal. Okay, I I right, agree. So like I can't kill him that on that. But where I can kill him is between him and Ryan Pace. They're like, hey, we don't need a fucking running back. We're gonna throw the ball over a fucking yard. That was a fucking brilliant fucking decision, Dave shit. Um, you know, so that did work And then obviously, you know Mediocre Mitch You know Obviously hurt by the fact of a lack of a running game I mean, fuck Eli Manning was calling up Saying, y'all need to get a fucking running back You're going to kill yep. this kid Yep Right, like because They traded away Their future for Khalil Mack Hint, hint, Los Angeles Rams. Yep. Right? So, like, Uh, that scares people. And I think that's what's scaring people off. Or the fact that the enemy thinks he's going to get the perfect job. And the perfect job doesn't exist. Or hence, you wouldn't have a fucking... Like, what's he going to do? Like, to me, the perfect jobs are... Well, the job that Andy Reid has... The job that Bill Belichick has. Exactly. Definitely the Pittsburgh Steelers job because they never fucking fire anybody. Yep. What is it, three coaches in like 40 years or something? Yes, only that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, right, yeah, New England, Pittsburgh, Kansas City. And right now, maybe what Sean and Sean McDermott's doing up in Buffalo, probably the perfect jobs right now in the NFL. Everything Buffalo is. And, and I say this for this reason, and why Buffalo is not. Buffalo okay. needs a special dude. Sean McDermott's okay. a special dude. Like, you need a special dude to go into some of these places. Like, Green Bay takes a special dude. Like, you need okay. a guy who, like, here's the perfect guy. That dude, the Eagles just hired, perfect up in Green Bay. Okay. I mean, whether their reporters have to normally cover, like, how much fucking snow is on the ground. Price of cheese has gone up. Mm-hmm. 
Like, fuck. Like, it's not like they're running hit pieces on you like the fucking Boston media. Um, you know, so for me, that's it. Like, that's one of those jobs, like those places. Like, Green Bay's job's not open because, well, obviously, they really like Matt LaFleur. Can Matt yep. LaFleur get him over to Hump? I don't fucking know. Um, unless he, you know, keeps taking these effing thing, effing interviews, and it's like, oh, well, he's got to deal with Randy Reed when Andy Reed's done. Because that's the only thing I can think of at this point. Yeah, that he, but I, I don't, I don't know when Andy Reid's gonna be done. I think Andy Reid's out in maybe, maybe ten, fifteen years. It's healthy and wants to do it. It's not burned out. Maybe ten, fifteen years of coaching this team, and this team is very good and it's gonna be good for a long time. Ah, Francis, this is where the salary cap starts. The playing the salary cap game gets. To be uh, a little bit I, of fun. This is well. I'm just well. The the Mahomes. Everybody's gonna come up with the Mahomes contract of over 500 million, which is cap friendly for the next maybe four or five years, and then then I guess then it will start. Then you're gonna have to start tinkering around with it. Well, it's not just the Mahomes deal that you have to worry about. Like Mahomes deal is good because of the fact that you know he still has a good amount of money on the books until um, like his money really doesn't kick into money because you know, obviously this year is fourth next year is fifth so it's the option and they get crazy going forward um, but they Right now, they have a lot of players. Mm. For 2021, they have 41 players signed. They're at $198 million on the cap. Mm. Well, the cap's staying flat next year, so they're already $18 million over. Okay, yeah, that's true. So they're going to have to start. And they still have to, and they still have to bring in. Twelve players at least, just to make your fifty-one, your fifty-three. Yep. Right, they're going to have guys uh, like Tyron Matthew is a free agent. Are you going to bring him back? And if you do, you're going to have to pay him. So. Mm-hmm. So, like, the thing with them is, is yes, his deal is very cap friendly next year. Right, Frank Clark's making twenty five next year. Like here's their big numbers for next year, according to Sports uh Spotrack. Frank okay. Clark's twenty five million cap hit, he's a thirty seven million dollar dead cap. Okay. Mahomes is twenty four million. He's a sixty million dollar cap hit, dead cap hit. Chris Jones is twenty one million. He's a twenty two million dollar cap hit. Matthew's under contract next year. He's $19 million. He's a $4 million dead cap hit. So you can cut him or restructure that deal and help it out. Tyreek Hill's 15 Eric Fisher's 15 
Kelsey's 13, Anthony Hitchens is 10, Mitchell Schwartz is 10. They're going to have dudes to pay because they're rookies. Like, at some point, you're going to have to, you know, sign Clyde Edwards-Alaire, unless you're going to be like, no, fuck him. We don't need him. But he's a $6 million big cap next year. What's going to happen to them is, as Mahomes' money goes up, right, like, if I look at 2022, right, when his number starts to change a little bit. Uh, let's see. Damn it, I don't want to accept fucking cookies. Um, you know, Mahomes goes up to $31 million. Frank Clark's at 26 Chris Jones at 22 Tyree Kill's at 20 Anthony Hitchens is 12 Travis Kelsey's 7 At some point, the middle of that roster is going to become a lot of guys on vet mins and a lot of rookies. But when you're drafting late first round every year, which means you're late you're drafting late late round every one. That really shows your depth of organization and how good you are at drafting. Yeah. I don't know how long we're gonna be good for. How long does Andy Reid want to do it? This is true. I mean, he's gotta be in the sixties, right? Yeah. Who does he want to do? 62 he's be he's 62, so he's, he's up. He's he's up there. He's getting up there. Yeah, he's not exactly, you know, the picture of perfect health. Nope. <laughs> when you, you, when so, you start... he were to coach another. Like he's been an NFL head coach for 22 seasons. How much longer is he going to do this? Yep. That's to become the question. You know, it's kind of like Belichick. I mean, Belichick is almost 70, but... And same thing with Pete Carroll, too. He's in his late 60s also, almost 70. And he he doesn't look like a day over... Stay over fifty five. No. I mean Belichick's sixty eight, which makes Pete sixty nine. Yep. Two oldest coaches in the league and then you got and now you got the get uh the Houston coach, Col Collie, he's sixty five. Yeah, what the fuck is he and it hits his first NFL job? What the fuck was he thinking? And and he was an assistant for 30 years before he got his first job. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, you really think about it. Like, Belichick is legitimately at the point where he's 68. Even if he does this another five years, that brings him to 73. I think he realizes that he's close enough in – like career wins that he could catch Shula. I don't know why the fuck you would. Like you'd want to at this point. That's why I was about to ask you, George. If he was gonna if he was still around, would it be for the Super Bowls or just to catch Don catch and pass Don Shula? If he's just doing it for that. 
I, I would think it would have to be a catch shoe. I would think. I would think. A, I would think a little of both. Just. I would think a little of both. Maybe I don't want to say it's the haha, the middle finger to Brady because I think they still have a good. I don't know if they have a good relationship or not, but I think a little of both. Just to say I can at least win one without Brady, but I think mostly sure. Yeah, because I don't think Shula was like really nice to him. No, I heard Shula was not really nice to any of the coaches in the NFL actually fraternity. Yeah. He he uh, hated Noel. He didn't like Madden in the seventies because the Raider those Raider teams were just, you know, criminal. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, no, I don't want that. I don't want to. So, Shula is. Let's see. Shula has 328 wins. That's in the regular season. Okay. So, he's got 347 with the playoffs. Belichick is at 280 in the regular season, 311 with the playoffs. So, legitimately, if Belichick, let's say, coaches another six or seven years, he should catch Shula. I mean, really, if Belichick coaches another seven years, let's say, they would have coached the same amount of time. They would have both coached for 33 years, even though some of those Shule years were, you know, like 14-game seasons. Yep. Belichick and catch him. Question is, does Bel- does Belichick want to coach at least seven more years to coach Ted Shula? I think he does because I think that's I think that's all he is is a football lifer. Like if, if, if that's if that's the case, then hey, I'm all. I guess I. Being a Jets fan, I guess, okay, I'm all for Belichick. I respect him. And that means I get to see a lot more Subway commercials with him. So, <laughs> so be it. I mean, he's 38 wins away from catching Papa Bear Hallis. Okay. That could be like four or five years. Depends on who he gets. I mean, if he gets a good quarterback, he got four years, you know, win 10 games a year and catch Hallison in four and really could catch Shula in five. I mean, Belichick's coached so, in more playoff games than everybody. I think does, – does Belichick have more playoff wins? Oh, yeah. Wait, he's got 12 more playoff wins. Okay, then. So. <laughs> Belichick's so, win percentage in the playoffs is seventh behind 
Vince Lombardi, Weeb Eubank, Don McCafferty, Buddy Parker, Greasy Neal, Tom Flores. The only difference is, is that Belichick has more playoff games than all of them combined. Yeah. The key's fifth in playoff losses. That's that's scary. Yes. Yeah, like I could see him doing that. Like I could I can legitimately see him. I don't know, five, six years. You know, if he coached seven more years, depending on who he gets as a quarterback, depending on, you know, does he want to do it till he's 75? I mean, Shula in 95 was. When did Shula retire? Shula retired from coaching at 65. But he also got his first head coaching job at 33. Belichick was a little bit older. Belichick was when he got the Cleveland job. 39. Yep. Hmm. That's an interesting one. I, I don't know. I mean, the fact that the guy's gone to nine Super Bowls or as a head coach, he's been to, what, 11? Jesus. Yep. He's been to 20% of the Super Bowls ever fucking played. Yep. It's like the thing with Brady. It's like, you know, this is his, Tom's 10th Super Bowl. Like, they've played 55 of these things. <laughs> then, and if, and if Tom, and if Tom, if, if Tom wins the Super Bowl ring, he'll have more than, almost, he'll have more than, all the franchises of the NFL. We have more than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. We have more than the Dallas Cowboys. You know, okay, I'm a, you know, like it's 20 times before, Jets fan don't, but I do, I do admit, and I've admitted this for a long time, he is the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. Yeah. I, I admit it. He's, I'm not going to go gaga over him because he's in Tampa Bay now and whatever. I don't think they win next Sunday. I think it's Kansas City, high scoring, but that's that's just me. You know, it's one of those things like with this, like, and, and I said this to people last week. I will never bet against that guy. I just can't. Like I can't bet against them because you know what he he's he's psychotic when it comes to winning. Yeah, he has he has that he has that winning gene. He has that Michael Jordan, LeBron James, that Kobe Bryant killer instinct about winning. You know. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's just hard to bet against them. And the fact that it's a home game for them, the fact that, like, the stadium's going to be a lot of Bucks fans. Yep. It's it just like there's a part of you that just is like, all right, Tom. Like, if I could talk to Tom Brady, I would, look, I would legitimately do it. 
if you win, you've done now everything that you could possibly do, except for go undefeated, like throughout the entire season. You have a regular season undefeated season. You're the first quarterback to play a home game in the Super Bowl. Like, they can't take that away from you. Yep. Like, you – like, you can only – you can only pop a cherry once. And yep. that's what you're doing. Like, you just – there's nothing more – what else is there to accomplish? Like, I know you want to play to your 45. I know that helps the TB12 brand and all that shit. But is there anything better than going out on top? I I would say no. Um, perfect example, five years ago, Peyton Manning yeah. went out on top. I think, but there's a big difference between Tom and Peyton Manning. Tom's still playing well. This is true. Um uh, Patricia Rooney, the wife of late ambassador Daniel Rooney, has passed away. Oh, teasing piece. Wow. Yeah, it just popped up on the screen here. I'm reading. I'm on NFL on NFL Network. Um, Jeff Darlington tweets. He just spoke to Jared Goff. He has already spoken to Lions coach Motor City Dan Campbell and several <laughs> other members of the Lions staff. Based on those conversations, they clear, they very clearly view him as their starting, their starter moving forward. Physical coming soon. It sounds like they're fired up to have him. Okay. Okay. Good for him. I wish Mr. Haig would have called him. Yeah, I want to hear his. I want to hear his opinion. He's the old. He's the he's the Rams fan. I want to hear his his opinion on this. I you know what I tell you that there are some things you don't want to do. You don't want yep. to hear from a fan after this trade's no. done. Like you nope, feel absolutely. Like, but you know if you're listening five six three nine 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 three four eight eight if you want to call in and talk. Um. You know, I kind of look at it like, like I know how I was when Tom decided to leave, but that was Tom deciding to leave. That wasn't like, oh, the Patriots got rid of Tom. Like, that's not what yep. happened. Like yep. Tom made the decision that, all right, I, I just don't want to play here anymore. You know, I want to go build the TV 12 brand in, in Tampa because, you know, I'm old people, you know, need to feel better. Um, I I can't see Rams fans. Oh, hold on. This is the greatest thing about the internet, Jared. Yeah, let's see what people are saying. Jared Goff is better than Matthew Stafford. Anyway, the Lions won that trade, no doubt. Uh, 
Why would the Rams get rid of Jared Goff? Uh, it's a chick. I don't care what she thinks. The team, everyone's overthinking the Goff trade. The team has clearly been all in for three plus years now. We'll likely never have a better core than this one. Goff was single-handedly holding his team back from winning the Super Bowl. I can't fucking believe Detroit traded for Jared Goff. Yes, cool, we get some picks out of it, but Goff is definition of an average NFL quarterback. Nothing special about his play, and he's got a $120 million fucking contract with the Rams. <sighs> no, the guy who drafted Holmes or Graf, Goff is the one. Lions management really likes Jared Goff. Hmm. <laughs> Has anyone penned the quote on Opus about how shrewd the Rams were to sign Jared Goff to a crippling deal so they can wisely overpay for an oft injured redneck Bledsoe? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see here. God. So, all right. So now the question becomes the Deshaun Watson thing. If he were to yep. get moved, I don't think he's going to get moved. I just don't. I can't see Matt Nick Casario making that move. Only because. I. I've seen him forever yep, with the Patriots. Yep. So if the starters and were three ones and a three, was it three ones yep. and a player? To me, that would make Watson, if that were going to happen, it would have to be. I would think it would have to be four ones, and in that four ones would have to be a, a starting quarterback that was drafted in the first yep. round. Yep. Uh, a couple twos and a three. And you got to see what teams actually have that draft capital, too. Well, let's see. Oh, you would have to include by team. All right, let's see. NFL draft picks by team. Let's see. Hmm. Um. Let's see. Miami has two ones this year. The Jets have two ones this year. Miami has two twos. Hmm. 
to me, you'd really have to start looking at it in this way. The Jets have a couple threes, too. Um, if anybody was going to make the play, but why blow up your entire draft board for one guy? And then give up on Darnold. Yep. Especially when this John Watson has very clearly stated that he wants to play for either the Dolphins or the Niners. So those two teams hold all the they, they hold all the cards. Usually when you're making this deal, you want to deal from a power of strength. Yep. But, so that's that's the question. Stay the team like the Niners, would they give up would they give up their first round pick and Jimmy Garoppolo a pick next first round pick next year and a number two this year for Deshaun Watson? I think they would. Oh, then you see, like, with San Francisco, you have to really start. They were another team where if you were going to start even trying to evaluate that, um, the first thing you have to do is you have to go to, like, Spotrack and pull up what they have in terms of one cap space this year. Yep, because it's a cap yeah, lower like, this year than any cap's lower this year, so well it's gonna stay the same. So they have eleven million dollars okay. of cap space this year. Getting rid of Jimmy would leave two point eight million on on a dead cap and if you made the deal after June first it'd be one point four. You're not gonna wait that long to make that deal because of the picks. Yep. But Like, you'd almost have to look at um, contracts. But, like, even with that, you'd have to start looking at, like, what do they have going forward as who they have to trade or who they have to sign. Like, Nick Bosa's on a rookie deal that expires in 2024. Right, so like you, you'd really have to start looking at what do they have that they would be, who they'd have to resign soon, and when it comes to that stuff, you know, you you almost have to go, well, we're gonna have to resign Bosa, we're gonna have to resign Debo. There's just yep. guys we're gonna have to resign. What do we do going forward? Yep. You know, and and that's that becomes the problem. Like, sure, if you're going to gut it and you're going to trade them draft picks and whatever this year, or next year, probably the year after that. Like, you're, you like Jimmy's not the one that I'm thinking because Jimmy's not a one. Jimmy will never be a one. Like nope. Dan Orslovsky was saying, well, the Giants should give him three ones and Saquon and Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is in the first right. round pick. So, no, that's not – to me, that's not a, a good deal for Houston. Barkley's oft injured, 
and, and you're going to yep. send them down there. And now, if you're the Giants, you're back behind, back where the fuck you started. Yep. You know, like JJ Watt, he's getting cut. Yeah. And that just saves them money. Watson this year, Watson has $67 million in dead cap space next year. And they're fifteen and they're sixteen million dollars under the cap. Which cutting JJ Watt gets them over. Right? Yep. Um are you gonna take a sixty seven million dollar cap hit next year? That's insanity. That's just stupid. That's stupid to do. So yeah, he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, he thinks he's, you know, Michael Jordan, and, you know, he thinks this is the NBA. It's not. NFL owners need to start telling players, God, you know, I think that shit fuck up. We're like, no, we run this bitch. This is our bitch. We run it. So, I can't see Watson getting moved this year. No, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think Watson's going to get moved this year either. And, and, and it's mainly because of that dead cap money. Like, you can't move Carson Wentz next year because of his dead cap money, and that's half of what Deshaun Watson has. Now, if you did the deal again, if you did it after after June first, it's you know six, it's fifty million dollars and whatever. Fuck, I'm still not doing it. <laughs> it no, nope, it's still it's still fifty million dollars. Still a lot of money there. That's not moving. Yep. Um, Watson's cap hit next year is forty million, and his dead cap would be forty million next year. Whoever signed this fucking deal is an idiot. It's a terrible deal. And of course, you got Laramie Tunzel, which is another great fucking move by Billy O'Stooge. Yep. Yep. Wasn't wasn't Bill O'Brien also the one who gave uh, that big extension to Watson anyway? Yep. So then, hey, that tells you right there with Tunsil and Watson, he handcuffed the franchise. Handcuffed his franchise. Well, you know, and here and this is the thing though too. Like a lot of people have killed Billy O'Stooge for the trade, but they were all in. You know, like, they're all in to win, you know, the salvage and the J.J.'s career. And DeAndre Hopkins doesn't seem to be a good guy. You know, you, you started to see that come out this year. Um, yeah, I just, there's a lot there. And there's a lot to unpack there. So they they were all in. They were pretty damn close. It just didn't work. No, I, I really don't. There's just there's just stuff there. That I don't know. Um. 
Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't think he goes anywhere. But to me, that's that, that's because of necessity that he really can't go anywhere because it's just such a bad deal to take on and then give up a ton of a ton of draft capital. Yep. Um, yeah, other than that, you got anything else? There's an hour and a half of me yapping. It's just no fun. <laughs> <laughs> or it's fun. I just... Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just like the whole thing. It's like there's so many... Like, and you're right. There's like 18 or 19 teams that are in quarterback market this year. Yep. And on a flat cap, it's not great. Nope. To start thinking about, like, like I don't think Rogers goes anywhere. I know Kirk Cousins isn't going anywhere, but the Bears need a quarterback. Like, this yep. is the year where, like, so like, let's take your Jets for an example. Yep. To do, you still have Sam Darnold under your control for two years. Yep. And if you suck you next get... year, you're going to be in the same place you are now. Right? Yep. So, in, in that respect, for me, um, why don't you see under a new regime if you could salvage Sam Darnold? That's why I was I was exactly thinking the same thing. I say, you salvage Sam Darnold, number two pick. Me, I'd go with I would go with the the lineman from uh, from Oregon. Try to yeah. if you want to salvage salvage uh, Darno, go with the lineman from Oregon. Well, why not? Or see, like here's the thing with Miami picking three, they're in the market to trade it. Yep. Right. So like that that pick is legitimately available. So are you going to let the team in your division that's Probably second or third, depending on, like, who New England gets to play quarterback. Uh, You know, like, so you're either second or third, right? Are you going to let them get infinitely better? I wouldn't if I'm Joe Douglas. I don't make a trade. I don't make a stupid trade and bring in, like, Carson Wentz or something. No, but like I don't. So, like, the Eagles are going to field offers – for Jalen Hurts. It's a very team-friendly deal. You got him for another three years. He's owed, I don't know, like, some, like, around $5 million, right? So that's a team-friendly deal. And then let somebody else figure out if he's an NFL quarterback and you don't piss off the guy you just signed. With the Jets, if I'm going – like, if, if Urban Meyer made the mistake and drafted Josh Fields because he knows him, Right, like yep. to me, if, if Trevor Lawrence falls to you at two, do you realize how fast the phone is going to ring off the hook in Florham Park? Exactly, absolutely. Like with how many teams that are going to try to move up? Like if I'm the Jets, I look at number two this way: Who's the second quarterback on the board? Do you have him rated higher than Sam Darnold? If you don't, 
I don't I don't make a pick at number two. I move the second pick to somebody who needs that quarterback that's willing to pay me the most. Because if you think about it, if you're trading the second overall pick, you're getting two ones. Yep. A two and a three because that's how the points match up. Uh, you know, because everybody goes by the draft point board. Yep. So, in that respect, I would – now, it depends on how far I'm moving down. Because, like I said, the Dolphins are are actively – the Dolphins are actively shopping that pick right now. Right? Either that pick's yep. going to get them to Sean Watson – and they're going to trade Tua, which would have to tell you that Nick Casario's all in on Tua if they're making that move. Or you draft the wide receiver from Alabama in that pick. Because that's really, if you're the Dolphins, that pick you're drafting yeah. based on want, not need. Exactly. If you're the Jets, if you can move that pick Let's say you can move that pick to – I don't see Indy moving up. Indy wasn't even in on the Matt Stafford thing, which they probably should have, but, you know, they may have their eyes on another quarterback. So let's say it is Indy that calls you up too, because they like, you know, one of the, the, the three quarterbacks that could be top five. Well, you get, you're going to get two ones, a two, and a three out of Indy. Okay, yeah, they're late second round. They're late first round picks, but now you can, because of the draft stock, you're going to get more picks out of them than you would if you draft, if you traded with the Cowboys. Yep. If you let the Cowboys move up there from 10 – you're, move, you're dropping from 2 to 10. You're going to get their one next year. And because the Cowboys are probably going to be better than they were this year, they're not going to be picking, you know, top 10 again. So now you can say, all right, I want your two this year. I want your one next year. I want your two next year. I want your three this year. So you could get five picks for one. So if I'm the Jets and I'm in a serious rebuild. Yep. I'm a ton of cap space. I got a, you know, guy in, in Robert Soleil who, you know, comes highly recommended. I'd almost have to look at it and say, it's worth making that trade. I, trade I agree. I, I I agree. Uh, tr- trade the, If you can get the best offer for that second pick, trade down. Trade down. Whether trade down or collect more picks because you got – the Jets have a lot of stuff they need, a lot of needs. So, and you, they got a lot of needs. So, go through the draft if you can, and you still have the Jets are still going to have about sixty three under the cap. So, yeah. And if you think about it, if you're bringing in picks, you're not really worried about that. Hey, that's true. Absolutely. You don't worry about the $63 million. And 
because if Sam's good, that $63 million gets another 20 off of it because you're going to pay Sam. If Sam is really good this year, well, hell, do it. Yep. And, yeah. Like here, Cincinnati is not in the market for a quarterback, right? Like, nope. Atlanta is. Yep. The Eagles are not in the marketplace for a quarterback. Obviously, the Lions aren't either now. So the Lions making that deal. really doesn't, really kind of screws up that. But now they could draft whatever, you know, That that's like now becomes, okay, cool, you know? Could David Carr be had for a price if you're a team like New England? Yeah. Minnesota's not the cool. quarterback. Like, there, look, you look at the first round. Jacksonville, yep. obviously, drafting a quarterback. The Jets, we don't know what the Jets are going to do. Miami, they're obviously not drafting a quarterback, unless they are. Atlanta's drafting a quarterback. Cincinnati's not. The Eagles definitely are. The Panthers, I don't know. Denver might. Dallas might. But with Jerry Jones, they'll probably draft another fucking wide receiver. Yep. The Giants... Get him and we get hung if he did, but I could see him doing it. The chart, the Niners, I don't know if they are. The Chargers aren't. Minnesota's not. New England's in the market for a quarterback. Arizona's not. The Raiders could be. See, if I'm the Patriots, I go, okay, I'll give you my two for Carr because I know you don't want The Dolphins at 18, they're definitely not in the market for a quarterback. Washington, is in the market for a quarterback. There's a team you yep. could possibly trade with. Chicago is another team you could oh. possibly trade with. Yep. So there are teams that you could legitimately possibly trade with to get another, to, you know, you could make a deal. Like if I'm the Jets, I would be calling Atlanta and going, okay, what do you want to do? Or Carolina, do you want to move yep. up? But, like, it's so – so it's an info draft, pick, calculator. Here it is. I knew there was some. I knew there was, like, a list for this. Just God forbid it's on fucking internet, and there's something like that on the internet. Uh, trade value chart. Here we go. So if – let's see. The number two overall pick – is worth. All right, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. So number two overall pick is worth 2,600 points. Okay. So, for instance, if you wanted to go up from three to one, you would have to give up your second and third round pick to make the deal. 
So you'd have to swap ones, give up your two and three to make the deal happen. So let's say you wanted to move up from 10. You'd have to find 1,300 points. You'd be giving up next year's one. Easily. You'd be giving up this year's two. You'd be giving up next year's two. So you legitimately would get four picks for two. It's there. It's definitely easy to do. So what about New Orleans if Breeze retires? I'm not being, I'm not sold in the fact that Jameis Winston is going to be their starter. I'm not. I'm not but either. I think. I think. Um. I just think there's too much. It'd be too hard to move up that far. Yep. I I, I would think. The Saints could draft a quarterback. They could make a trade for a quarterback. Say if uh, if Trey Lance of North Dakota State is down right where the Saints are at, I could see him going there. He fits. He'll fit right in. He fits right into the in the Sean Payton system there. Like having another Swiss Army Knight like Taysom Hill. So I can see that yeah. happening. Um. Let's just take for shits and giggles because it's that time of year where it's uh, mock draft time. See, there's a thing about the yellow kid from North Dakota State that, like, people are starting to worry because of Carson Wentz. Okay, see, yeah, I heard problem, like, about that too. Like, that's the problem with it. It's like, uh, let's see, NFL mock drafts. Oh, so I'll find somebody I actually trust. Uh, let's just try this one. So this is from CBS Sports. I don't feel like looking for McShay, or God forbid I look for fucking Kuiper, because that guy's never right. The only thing that guy ever gets right is number one. All right, let's see. So I'm trying to find a consensus. Obviously, the consensus is sunshine at one. I don't know how the fuck Houston would do this. They would have to make a ton of trades to do this. Yep. Um, but the, all right. So Lawrence one, Zach Wilson two. Pence, uh, Micah, Micah Pence, Micah Parsons, three. Fuck it, I'm gonna look for McShay. This is bullshit. God damn, things too hard to read. Plus, I like McShay's. McShay, Mel Kiper delivers a shocking picket, too. Who's that? That was fucking dipshit, fucking Kiper. McShay hasn't done an updated one. He'll have one right after the senior bowl. Yep. Uh, All right. Let's see. Updated. 
I'm just trying to find somebody who's like not an idiot. Uh, and like who's like not fucking terrible to read like CBS's books because it was like a scroll shit and I don't like scroll. Uh, Enjoying doing the podcast there, Francis? Absolutely. There you go. Well, to talk about, we've talked about a lot. We've talked about AHL. We've talked about the NFL. Yeah. We've talked about New York sports, Boston sports. Got actually got one of my favorite things tomorrow night, the Royal Rumble, my favorite pay-per-view of the year. Can't wait for that, yeah. even All though right. I think... Let's see. Okay, so this place actually, so Draft Tech, actually, I, I actually like these guys. Okay. So what they do is they actually, like, even include trades. So it's kind of cool. Oh, nice. Um, obviously, they have Sunshine going number one. I think that's a mistake. Sunshine. I think the same thing. Of them. Um, the Jets at... To have them taking Penay Sewell from Oregon. Okay. Uh, Miami would be taking, they have Miami taking Jamar Chase from LSU. Wow. I thought it'd be like a Devontae Smith. Uh, Here's the measurables on Jamar Chase 6'1, 200. Yep. Plus, he had a good championship, national championship game last year, so. Yeah. Yeah. Four would have the first trade. Okay. Justin Fields. The Vikings would trade 14 and 109 and a 2022 20, round one and five to the Falcons for four. So, so, you know what? Remember okay. what I was saying about the, the, the values? That's where the values yep. come in. That's a big yep. move to make it while you still have a quarterback making out. Just a ton of money. Um, Cincinnati, they have taken Patrick Sertain second. Patrick Sertain the second. Okay. Philadelphia drafting Zach Wilson. Ooh. Oh, Detroit taking Trey Lance. I don't think that happens now. All right, so legit. Edit one thirty one. Quarterback Max Stafford traded the Rams for twenty twenty one round three pick and two future first round picks in next week's consensus mock draft number fifteen. We'll assess whether a quarterback still makes sense here or another prospect such as Devontae Smith is a preferred option. So, at least that's, you know, at least they're giving you like, oh, shit, this just happened. All right, this is why I like this one. Um, Carolina, they have taking Micah Parsons. They're, represent, they're representative of a team that is very in need of a quarterback and not necessarily in the best spot to get one. Okay, I get that. Mike Parsons, a fucking stud. He is. Uh, Denver draft uh, Caleb Farley, corner tech, uh, Virginia Tech cornerback. 
They need a fucking quarterback. That's yep. the team fucking quarterback. That's the team that should fucking trade up to get a fucking quarterback. Just let you know that down there. Fucking out there in Denver. Good. Come on. Uh, Dallas, J.C. Horn, South Carolina cornerback. This, this one. Ready for this one? Yeah. At 11, the New York football giants would draft Devontae Smith. If they do that. If that happens, giant fans should just go into the middle of Times Square, whip their dicks out, and just start beating all over the Models windows. I agree. I agree. I think, I think they will start beating themselves off. They might shit their pants first, then beat themselves off because. 12 has Kyle Pitts going to the Niners. See, now, very interesting there. Yep. I. If he's available there, I think it'd be hard pressed not to take Smith. Yep. Oh. oh, fuck is Kyle Pitts a stud. He is. <laughs> but I also understand the Giants need as a wide receiver. Uh, yep. 13 of, 13 of the Chargers taking Gregory Russo from Miami. Okay. Uh, Atlanta down, they would go trade down the 14, obviously, and take um, Quiddy Pay. No, I think they should throw some. They would have uh, the Patriots taking a defensive lineman and a three technique because, God forbid, the Patriots are a fucking quarterback. Uh, Patrick Jones from Pitt, edge rusher. Let's see. So I kind of like I like the way they're doing this. Seventeen would have the Raiders taking a defensive lineman from Iowa. I'm just trying to look for fucking names now. Uh, Miami would take Miami would take an offensive the offensive tackle from Western safety. This has Mac Jones going at twenty to Chicago. Mm. Kyle Trask to the Colts. Uh, the Jets at 23 would take Asante Samuel Jr. I just, nice. hope I, I just hope you're not undefeated yeah. in the Super Bowl and the ball hits him in the fucking numbers. Cleveland would take the Owasu Koromoa from Notre Dame. Fucking be a steal if they get him there. Yep. Uh, Baltimore would take an offensive tackle. New Orleans would they would have New Orleans taking Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. Jalen Waddell from Huh. Here's a shock that will never fucking happen. This the Green Bay Packers would take a fucking Wide receiver in the first round. Uh, out Buffalo. See, like Buffalo's makes sense. Najee yep. Harris. Yes, they need a running back. 
Yeah. They need that playmaking running back. Absolutely. Like, so, so is just, it makes too much sense. Yep. Hmm. I still can't believe the Dolphins trade a fucking first round pick for Miami Dunn. Uh, Jacksonville yeah, would pay Terrace Marshall from LSU in the second round. The Jets would get uh, an edge rusher from Travis Etienne to Atlanta. Okay. If I am the Jacksonville Jaguars and Travis Etienne is sitting there at 33, I take Travis Etienne. Yeah, you're going to have Trevor Lawrence, you've got Travis Etienne. Why not? That, that is a no-doubter to me. Yep. Because Travis Etienne is what made that offense go. But, you know. It, it is. I can't be right all the time. I can't be good looking and smart. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. How does the Giants take? Giants take uh, an edge rusher. <clears throat> Boring. Patriots take a guard. We still need a fucking quarterback. Pat Fryermuth at 49. Okay, so they have Pat Fryermuth going 49th to Arizona. If wow. he's still sitting there and the fucking New England Patriots don't take him at 46, I may go up there and strangle Belichick myself. Yep. Like, if you can get a guy like Gronk, not not like he is Gronk, but you can get a guy who can catch the fucking football and help your quarterback out, hell fuck do it. Exactly. Again, if he's there and the Giants are picking, I would take him. I would I have I have like three rules for drafting. One, you draft a quarterback until you fucking get one. Yep. Two, you get the quarterback as many options as you can fucking get. Three, fat guys win football games. You don't overpay the fat guys. Because fat guys are yep. a dime a dozen. You could always find yep. one. You could teach them your fucking scheme. Find a guy that's smart. When it comes to drafting quarterbacks, I want nothing out of the ACC. They all suck. They don't play in shitty weather, and they all play against bad fucking football teams. See the fact yep. that they play North Carolina State, Wake Forest, and Georgia Tech. Yep. It's ain't the ACC when Miami was good and Virginia Tech was good and Florida State was good. State was good, absolutely. Like, they play fucking Duke. See? Exactly. When I go back to my quarterback thing, see, you don't draft a quarterback from the ACC. Nope. I don't care how much you fucking want Daniel Jones. Because a Manning tells you to make a pick. Yep. Two, um, you don't draft a guy out of the fucking Big 12. Patrick Mahomes is no. the exception, not the rule. Yep. Patrick Mahomes is on a team with more talent than, than, fuck, than goddamn Clemson has. Like, on the offensive yep. side of the football. Like, I, there's a couple conferences I just don't want quarterbacks from. Have you seen a good yep. SEC one yet in the last few years? Cam had his years, but Cam wasn't great. Yep. Um, yeah, I just did some of them. I just, I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't trust I don't trust ACC quarterbacks or Big Ten quarterbacks. Something about them. Yeah, it's like, you know, I want a quarterback, even if I can get a Pac-12 guy. I don't want a Pac-12 guy who played, like, south of Palo Alto. Exactly. Like, don't give me a guy who played in, in California, like in L.A., where the weather's perfect all fucking year. Because I've seen what yep. those guys do when they go up and play at Oregon. Yep. Like a couple of days ago, a couple of days ago back at work, me and, me and Sue, we, we were naming S, SC quarterbacks who were total bust in the NFL. Jamarcus so, Russell. Jamarcus Russell, yes. Tim Tebow. <laughs> yep. But you know what? Here's the sad part. Tebow comes into the league now. Tebow is a commodity. He he is. Absolutely. Like, Tebow was like 10 years too soon and 30 shades too pale. Like Exactly. If Tebow's name was Robert Griffin III, Tim Tebow's still in the NFL. Exactly. Because Robert Griffin III was. Um, It's facts, guys. It's facts, kids. It's not anything more than that. It's facts. Yep. It really is. It's it's just facts. Like, I just don't – I don't get why people get upset by saying that. Like, it's like fucking Tebow is really good. And the problem was – see, here's the thing, though. When you start looking at these teams, you know, like, like, as, like Alabama has the best team money can buy. They do. Which then leads to Clemson has like the second best team money can buy. Yep. The, the amount of to me, the amount of like what they need. Is like, huh. you know, like, okay, whatever. Um, but, um, yeah, I just don't. Let's see, who's in the picture? Kellen Munn, not gonna fucking happen. Nope. That kid sucks. He does. They're not taking a quarterback in the fifth round because they need a fucking starting quarterback. Yep. Ooh, the Memphis wide receiver in the fourth round. Ooh. I don't see what they're Starter need high. Pick one, pick two. Quarterback wide receiver, OC, no. Tight end, no stack. Well, they haven't drafted a fucking no stack. Uh. But, like, I want a kid from the Big Ten. I want a kid from the, you know, parts of the SEC. Yeah, I want a kid that's Saban's coach. Because, you know, yeah, they've had a ton of talent. But, you know, like, uh, they're hard workers. Yep. Oh, they have the Jets draft and Chubba Hubbard. Don't want him. Kid from Oklahoma don't, State? Don't want him. Nah. Don't want him. I'm not, again, I'm not really big on big 
except for except for like Patrick Mahomes and maybe Patrick Mahomes and Baker. But Baker, Baker, like, there you go, and Baker. Thank you for. But Francis, the thing even with Baker though is that Baker's a guy with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, exactly. I, I know a, I know a pretty good quarterback who has a chip on his shoulder. He was yeah, drafted 199. Like, find me a guy who's got a chip on yeah. his shoulder because, like, the guy from um, the one from fucking this place, um, the kid from LSU or BYU, his uncle yeah. owns. Jet Blue. Yes, I I heard some stories about him. I heard some stories about him. Yeah, you're hearing a lot of the same shit. Hearing a lot of the same shit that you heard about um, Josh Rosen. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, I, I look at it this way, like, they're so this thing has they, – they break down everybody by position group, too. Yep. Um, Zach Thomas from Appalachian State is pretty much falling off the fucking board. He has. He really has. But, yep. you know, all he needs is a good pro, all he needs is a good combine. All these guys. That's exactly. All yeah, exactly. Um, One – Felipe Franks. Yeah. Because fucking uh-huh. Like yep. you take the top five that they have going in the first round. You know or top six really, because Kyle Trask would be a high second round pick. But yep. after that, it's like a six quarterback race. Uh, but I do like how they break down like defensive linemen to one technique, three technique, four five technique. It's like make Mike Mike Mayock fucking actually do this. Master Teague would be 168. Okay. Overall. See, like to me, I think a kid like if I'm New England. Yep. I have one name. Just one name. Who's that? Ian Booker. Oh, my my man, Ian Booker. Since I'm a big Notre Dame fan, I like Ian Booker. He's a winner. He is. Yes. Notre Dame doesn't play with any talent. Like, Notre Dame doesn't have the talent to compete with Clemson and Alabama. uh, We now understand this. You can't take the fact, fact away that the kid won. A shitload of games in college. He played a shitload of games in college. Can't take that away yep. from him. Yep. Because you're he basically had... giving that same thing to Trevor Lawrence, and I don't think Trevor Lawrence is that fucking good. No. Ian Book has 30 wins and three seasons at Notre Dame. 30 wins. 30 you know, wins. All-time winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. 30 wins. Granted. They do play some fucking. They play some fucking teams there, and they're just. They do. They do. They do when. When you blow in, when you blow out uh, Southern South Florida in your second game, fifty-six nothing. You know, hey, okay. Yeah. 
you know, but like here's the thing. This is the part that hurts most. He's a red shirt senior. Yep. Like he is what is he? How old is he? He's gonna come out older than the rest of these guys, and that hurts. Like Did not even give you his birthday on here? What the fuck is that? It's so stupid. So but like he you know, like there's a kid that has whatever. But like I can't kill him for no. staying. Yep. Because I just can't. Like, and now he's seen a lot of stuff. Yep. Where it, it just, to me, there's some stuff that's just, I just don't get it with some of these guys. Like, oh, like if Trevor Lawrence State, he wouldn't be the number one pick this year. Nope. How stupid is that? Yep. Um, let's see. Yeah, this thing goes by like position rankings, conference rankings. This is really interesting. I have to favorite this. This one's very tall. Like Friar Moots, the second tight end that would be picked. And he would have been a first round pick if he played the whole entire year this year. Exactly. Yep. Like, kind of has some little Gronk in. Like, has a little he bit does. of that Gronk shit. Yep. Like, I think the kid that Notre Dame has tight end. Cool. Cool. Yep. He's going to be a good one. Um, like, I could see Micah Parsons. Like, they have him seventh and seventh overall, or the seventh best prospect, but they have him going eighth. That's only because they have a trade. Like, and I think that trade yep. would be um, because of the fact that if Fields, if the Jets pass on Fields, see, like, I, I think the problem is that's going to hurt Fields in the end is, you know, Cardale Jones. Like, it's going to be the Ohio yeah. State quarterback yeah. misses that we've had the last few years, which, you know, teams start to get a little wary of. Yeah. But, like, to me, San Francisco taking Kyle Pitts. That's scary. That that is absolutely. Because you're gonna put him with. <laughs> you're with gonna him put with him Kittle? with Kittle. Exactly. That's really scary. Oh, it, Jimmy Garoppolo's like, oh, let me quarterback that team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, I think I can work with this. I yep. know a guy who worked with two tight ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yep. from this area. You probably should have drafted him. Uh, but that's the thing, even with drafting quarterbacks. Like, like I hate when people say, "Oh, look, the Bears passed on Watson and Mahomes." Okay, yeah, because they would have been so good playing in fucking Chicago. Exactly. Just, just think of this: in thirty, in the thirty-five years of Chicago Bears. They've had one quarterback to win them a Super Bowl, Jim mm-hmm. McMahon. And Jim McMahon was not all-world. Okay, so. But that was when you didn't need a quarterback to be all-world. Exactly. Exactly. Like, legitimately, those days, you didn't need your quarterback to be all-world. Yep. Like, I, I would say – the last quarterback to be all world 
or not whole world would be I don't know I think I said a Okay. Uh, oh, here you go. Former number one pick Sidney Crosby, Alexander Ovechkin, and Conor McDavid each scored overtime goals on Saturday within wow. like five minutes of each other. Wow, that's nice. And Ovechkin's was a. F- I, I watched that game. Ovechkin okay, I- scored on a missile to beat to Goresk in overtime. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. At least, at least with, at least with Crosby's brought a little, even with Crosby's brought a little smile to my face because he beat the Rangers, so. You know, I, I have this thing, like, I think I'm, like, I'm getting to the point where I'm, you know, football next week. Hockey, now I can talk about. I don't understand the hatred for Sidney Crosby. I don't care. Uh, the guy is. Hey, I. Hey, I like I like I like awesome. Crosby. Like he is he is like on the very short list of great players in the NHL. Like exactly. What fifteen sixteen years into this thing now? Like, yep. He's still really fucking good. Like he's really yep. fucking good. Like I think Ovechkin yeah. is like th- this chase of seven hundred last year. I think it's exactly. like made Ovechkin more likable. Like I think Ovechkin winning the cup made him more likable. Uh, absolutely, I love those Ovechkin celebrations when he won the cup because he was always drunk. Yeah, well, you know, he's <laughs> the machine. Um, exactly. But like, but like, and then like we all just accept that Connor McDavid is the best player in the league. Right now, yeah. <laughs> okay, Probably I like Conor McDavid. And it's funny, like I legit last year, you know, when NHL Shop was running their sale a day thing, I think <laughs> it really was. It was like a sale every day. But like, like they actually put jerseys on sale for the first time in like forever, and I was like, ooh, okay. I'll buy me a Connor McDavid. I'll buy me an Ovechkin, and I'll buy me a Crosby. Because oh, nice. Yep. Yeah, I'll put those with the like, seven Golden Knights jerseys. There you go. Um, but, like, the, the hatred for Crosby is amazing. Because it's like, if he was on your team, you would not hate him. And exactly. I think, like, I think, like, the hatred in sports, fans need to start understanding I live an hour and ten minutes away from Philly. I will drive to Citizens Bank Ballpark to watch a game over going up to Yankee Stadium. Okay. I'd actually drive four hours to Fenway to see a game rather than go to Yankee Stadium, but that's that's not the point. Yes. I just don't want to go to Yankee Stadium ever again. But like it was so funny, and like we're because we're like in that TV, that like weird TV area of New Jersey, which legitimately yep. is where I say where Central Jersey is because we don't know what the fuck we are. Like we yep. are the ad for New Jersey 101.5, not New okay. York, not Philadelphia. We are New Jersey's 101.5, right? Yep. We're in that weird part of the state where 
I legit get Fox Philly. I get NBC Sports Net Philly. I get another Philly, another one or two Philly networks. Then I get all the New York station. We watch a lot of Phillies games now. Yep. You started to see the turn maybe two years, three years ago, four years ago now, with a certain right fielder who was coming up for free agency. Yep. Her Philly fans are like, he may beat us with one swing, but fuck, he could be here next year. Go, Bryce! We love you, Bryce! And it's like, with free agency the way it is, if I'm a fan, I can never hate a player. Except for ginger snaps. Like, I can hate a guy in your own team. Because when he leaves your team, you can obviously hate him even more when he's not there. But, like, when it comes to Crosby, it's just, like, it's mind-boggling to me. Like, exactly. you guys don't realize the greatness you're actually watching. Exactly. Like, Ovechkin, it's like, nobody hates Alexander Ovechkin. Nobody does. Like I've never, I've never seen one person hate that guy. Crosby, holy yeah. shit! Everybody is. Yeah. I. I that's yeah that's the thing. I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Ovechkin. It's always sit or or Connor McDavid or even Austin Matthews. It's always Crosby. <laughs> like. And I think Crosby kind of falls into that thing with, like, Bryce Harper, where yeah. it's, like, too good, too young, a lot of jealousy. Yep. Like, and I think that's all it comes Like, I honestly think that's all it comes down to. It's like it was too good, too young, Roman Reigns. Okay. Uh, they're going to force us, they're going to force him down our fucking throat. Now, it could be. Yep. I, I can understand being upset at the league that, you know, they only know that seven teams exist on, for national teams. Yep. You know, Washington, Philly, Pittsburgh, Boston, Chicago, the Rangers. Yeah. Oh, Tampa. And then, you yep. know, they're, they just luck out because the Golden Knights are in a different time zone. They're like, we could put on the game from Vegas. That's a fucking party. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, so, like, and that's the thing that, like, I don't understand. It's like, okay, cool. Like, I could hate on P.K. Subban because he's a whiny bitch. Um, yeah, I just, I don't get it. What? All right, Francis. It was fun. Alrighty. We should do this again. We should. <laughs> I will. I will text you a bunch of times tomorrow during the Royal Rumble. Absolutely. Yep. I'm in a. Uh, I have a Royal bad Rumble feeling. Pool. I have a bad feeling about the men's Royal Rumble, though. I have a bad feeling about that. Uh, I don't care as long as my entrant wins. I don't care. <sighs> yeah, I have, we have. I have my. Play. I have an entrant, but I don't think he'll win it. Oh no! I don't think I'm he gonna... wins it. I. I'm in a pool for the Royal Rumble. Oh, you are? Okay. 
yeah. So I don't care. All right. I don't care who wins. Because I can't watch SmackDown anymore. It's just boring. Um, the only but, good yeah. thing about SmackDown for the for the last couple months for me has been it's actually been Roman Reigns. I've been actually entertained with Roman Reigns. Well, that's because of Paul Heyman. That's because of Paul Heyman, absolutely. Paul Heyman's boy put the character out. It's all him. That's that's pretty much it. You're good for that. <laughs> Ooh, they're driving in the dark at the Rolex 24 hours, and it's kind of cool to see some of the guys have their wheels lit up. Uh-huh. Oh, no, no, wheels not lit up. It's just things on the All right. Good time there, right. pal. Okay, George. All right, Francis. All righty. Night, everyone.